Stacy, and good morning, boys and girls. It's the Leaning Tower of Cheesa. Fool you with that buddy buddy act now under your thumb. Yeah, yeah! Your favorite You're just jealous, man, because you ain't got the moves. Hey, guess what? What? We're doing a podcast. What, what's it about? It's about a goofy movie. Uh, I don't really like that movie. <laughs> Well, that sounds cool. I remember that from the 90s. Yes, you do. What are we doing this podcast? Well, we are going to talk about a goofy movie one minute at a time. Oh, like like Star Wars Minute? Something like that. Okay. Welcome to that podcast, I guess. My name's Nathan. My name's Brienne. I'm from Blowing Up Podcast and Jurassic Parts Podcast. And I was on Jurassic Parts podcast forever ago. But now we're doing this podcast. Like you said, we're going to talk about each minute. We're going to talk about the trivia. We're going to talk about things to notice. We're going to talk about the songs. We're going to talk about the the actors. The characters. There, There's nothing trivial about a Goofy movie. No. Every time you watch a Goofy movie... There's always something new to see. But after this time, after 78 minutes of this, 78 episodes, there will not be anything new to see the next time. (laughs) We'll make you the expert. This is the last time to notice stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So a Goofy movie came out on 7th April. That's weird. April 7th, 1995. (laughs) Is rated G for a general audience. And it grossed $35,348,567 Whoa. in the United States alone. Dang. It has a 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb. It got two thumbs up from Ebert and... Uh, what was the other one? Roger. Sis- Siskel and... Sis- Roger. Siskel and Ebert. Joey. <laughs> We're also going to be talking about the novelization, a goofy movie. No author. Wait, maybe there's an author. It should be called a goofy book. Uh, Francine Hughes, like Spaceballs, the book. Oh, is it called that? Spaceballs, the book. Or a jungle uh, jungle movie? Oh, yeah. A jungle book? The jungle book. (laughs) Good call. You know, this book... Is a paperback from Scholastic. You could probably get it from the Scholastic Book Club. It has color images in the middle, as you're used to. And it is 77 pages long. That's almost, yeah, one page (laughs) per minute. Yep. (laughs) But not quite. Because uh, it doesn't describe the songs. Ah, that's why it's slightly shorter. Yeah. Uh, and it has a warning in the front that says, if you purchase this book without a cover, you should be aware that this book is stolen property. It was reported as unsold and destroyed to the publisher, and neither the author nor the publisher received any payment for this stripped book. This one's not, by the way. Weird. So you know, you know what that tells me? <laughs> that stripping books don't have integrity? 
hey, they're just trying to make their way through Scholastic <laughs> College. No, it tells me you should just rip off the first two pages. That way they can't see that one either. Ah, that's funny. Yeah, and It's like you already bought it. So the criminals got the money. But just so you know, feel bad. <laughs> you know you know what books ought be a, they also the author and publisher don't get any money from what used books like this one <laughs> they don't send it back did amazon.com or ebay make any profit amazon took a cut ah for sure so this is the pilot episode and we're going to start with the first minute but we're gonna call it minute zero Tell them why. Because minute one doesn't actually start at minute one. It's the first minute ends at one. But if you're watching along at home and we're on the on minute five, it'd be great if you could just go to five minutes on the old counter and be ready to watch, not be a minute off, right? Right. Right. And sometimes we'll probably make a mistake on that one, like in the next two episodes. Spoiler. <laughs> Okay, minute zero starts with a blue Walt Disney logo, and it ends with gloved hands separating wheat, about to reveal this movie's object of desire. Starting right there with the Disney logo, that blue blue castle that we've all seen so many times. Uh, I do have some fun facts about that just right out the, the gate. In this movie, it's the the flat, like, scanning down image of of the Disney castle with, like, a shooting star that goes over it. Like a crappy printer. Yeah. It's, it's like, yay, Disney, and it's got, like, a good score in the background. Um, that logo was the one that was used from 1985 until uh, 1995. It was never changed. Every movie did it like the same way. Mm-hmm. And Toy Story came in and swept them off their feet and did this like extravagant uh, computer animated one. Mm-hmm. And then after that, pretty much every movie did their own little flare on the on the logo. Mm. And it went unchanged for like 10 years. And then 10 years after that, Pirates of the Caribbean 2 did the next game changer and they did that fancy one where it's got like the moat around the castle and there's like fireworks going off and it's super oh that was that recent yeah so every 10 years it gets an upgrade pretty much this is the classic when you wish upon a star song playing Yeah. yeah and then walt disney's signature is that really his handwriting? Oh, I was talking to someone about this. Isn't it weird that his handwriting is a font? Oh, Wouldn't yeah. that be so strange if you wrote the way you wrote became something that everything like everything that's Disney can be written in that font? Yeah. So it's like he's always writing from the grave. Beyond the grave. <laughs> It would just be really weird. A really weird part of your personality that would be preserved forever. Yeah. I can't think of anybody whose handwriting is famous enough. I know it. Yeah. Um. John Helvetica. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I was excited about 
the castle stuff. Pay attention next time. And if you are interested, there's a video. It's like 12 minutes long that goes through all of them. Oh, cool. Well, after that fades away, it says a movie in really serious, boring font. This is the precursor to B-movie. Yeah. The hilarious Jerry Seinfeld film. Yeah. And and C-movie is just what you do. It's not yeah. a movie. It's what we're doing with this one. Then you hear Goofy go like, ah, hoo, hoo, hoo. And then, and then a, a, the most 90s font ever comes in and smashes between them to say, this is a Goofy movie. It's yeah. a little kooky. It's a little, it's a little silly. You can get that sound that that as your ringtone on your phone, which I think would be fun. Yeah, the sound that was dubbed the the Wilhelm scream of Disney. The Disney, yeah, the Disney Wilhelm scream. And uh, I've also seen it called the Goofy Holler. It was recorded in 1941 by Hans Schroll, a yodeler. Ooh. He's not the voice of Goofy, though. We'll talk about him later. He's that, not ever been the voice of Goofy, just of the, just for that one. Was that his full-time gig? Yodeler? He probably skied also. <laughs> Slinging Ricolas. <laughs> so then, the camera, as it were, tilts down, just like in Star Wars, where the crawl's gone and it goes down and there's the action goes right down to the wheat field. Endless wheat, as far as the eye can see. And and then uh, all of a sudden, a head just pops up. Well, let's talk about that wheat field, though. It looks really cool. Oh, yeah. It's very interesting detail on the wheat itself. And you can see the wind ever so gracefully grazing it. I think it's a multi-plane. The foreground is really detailed wheat. The background is just a static image of wheat. But then there's like a shadowy effect that goes over it that makes it look like it's blowing. Yeah. Very convincing. It wasn't real wind? It was a drawing of wind? Well, you can't see wind. Ah. Oh, and uh, when it said a Goofy movie, there were clouds up there. So... That's a Goofy movie's in the sky. It's written up there. Mm -hmm. Because when our hero pops his head up, maybe that's why, because he heard it. Because up up there in the sky, it said a movie, and then and then he heard his dad, and then and then it said a Goofy movie up there, and that set the stage. (laughs) So he pops up. He looks a little bit like Goofy, but he's got cool hair. Some some things on the hair I was noticing. Was, this movie came out in the 90s. It was like the last time where mullets were kind of cool. They were like still riding on the glamour of like David Bowie and David Bowie. And, and like you could still pull them off like the guy in Full House had one. You think it's a mullet? It looks like one. I don't think it's a party in the back. It's his ears. I don't know. Maybe it is. Yeah, he's got his ears, too. Ears just coming right out of here. His, 
he's I want to know what kind of product he's using. Dapper Dan. Looks no. pretty good. His hair's always perfect. Yeah. Side note on mullet. The one thing I figured found out, even though that hairstyle has been around for a long time, it was the term was coined by the Beastie Boys in 1994. No. Look it up. Wikipedia told me. Because their song Mullet Head. Huh. Like it existed before that. It just didn't have a name. It was. You sure it wasn't popularized by them, but maybe it was like a. It was in the lexicon. The the, the New York urban lexicon. I think it was just like a thing that existed for a long time and they didn't know what to call it. It's like how like. Like ghosting is a thing now. Yeah. But they were like, what are we going to call this? Let's mull it over. Ah, yeah, that's what they did. But you, were you there? Yeah, I'm actually a Beastie Boy. Ah. Just not one of the famous ones. <laughs> yeah. There are dozens of us. <laughs> Literally dozens. Then he starts hearing. He's Well, he's looking around. He looks right into the camera, squinting. Looks all panicked. And you start hearing, Max. Max. Yes, this disembodied angelic voice. And then he he kind of, it changes the camera and you see way off in the distance, someone perched upon a a Roman column. A pillar. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Yeah, so so he starts running toward it, and you get to see that he's dressed in all white. His white hoodie, his white gloves, as as all Disney characters are known for having. Yeah, and he starts separating out the wheat, and right when it's about to reveal the thing that we already saw from a distance, this yeah. minute ends. Dun dun. Was it a mirage? Who knows? Who knows? All we know is that the minute ended. Uh, that voice calling out Max. We'll just we'll just uh, spoil right now. That say that that's Roxanne. It's played by Kelly Martin. She was twenty years old at the time this movie came out. Even though she's playing something like a thirteen or fourteen year old. She has Eddie four credits to her name, including ER, Mad Men, and the Aladdin TV show. Her first role was on Father Murphy in 1982 when she was just seven. Oh. A child actor. And most recently, she was the Haley Dean mystery, Deadly Estate. And that one comes out right around now, but when we're recording, not yet. April 9th, 2017, TV movie. So check her out on television in color. (laughs) She was nominated for a Primetime Emmy in 1993. And she won. No, she did not win. (laughs) But that was for Life Goes On. We salute you, Kelly Martin. And if you're curious at all about the music scoring. Oh, uh, yes. Music in this movie was done primarily by Carter Burwell, who is famous for... I'm sure he's a household name in the mm-hmm. nation. Uh, but aside from that, he did the music for being John Malkovich and Adaptation. Oh, cool. Which I just watched. Yeah. And Where the Wild Things Are. So very not goofy movies. No. Wild a little bit. But 
Uh, and then also Don Davis worked on it, and he did Tiny Toon Adventures and The Matrix, along with a bunch of others. Oh, I wonder if he was left over from a goof troop, or goof troop. Yeah, maybe. But I don't, yeah, I was like wondering if maybe he contributed to the song for Tiny Toon. Cause the song, you know the song. No. You're you're humming it in your head right now. No. We're How's it tiny, going? we're toony, uh, we're all a little loony. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we got a television guy. We got an aspiring movie guy. Yeah. And that song was called "The Opening Fanfare" during the initial initial part. Which I don't. I always hear about the Fox fanfare. You know. And that's kind of like this. Yeah. But I don't know what fanfare actually means. It's weird that fanfare. Is it the just expression. Like a song? Is it like a song that gets you pumped? Like yeah. Fan, like I would say that like a We Will Rock You song is one of those. But now fanfare. Well, I don't know where the word came from, but fanfare just means. It gets, yeah, I don't know. Hey. And then it goes into Max's dream, which is what's happening now. So if you were to look up and pick up the official soundtrack, like like we have, on vinyl. No, not on vinyl. But you would know it would spoil what's happening in this scene, potentially. Ah. It would be like in Star Wars Episode One when... When uh, there was a song called Qui-Gon's Noble End or something. <laughs> totally spoiled that for for eager eager viewers. <laughs> Another interesting thing is this movie starts with no credits at the beginning at all. Oh, yeah. Doesn't say who directed it. Other than the title, there's nothing. No director, no stars or anything. So, that's something. Yeah, that's kind of cool, actually. Get right into it. Yeah. And I guess it's worth pointing out that this movie does start in somewhat of a surreal way. Quiet. You don't know exactly what's going on. You've just walked into the theater. You're wondering, what is this movie? Yeah. We should also say that this movie is a spinoff of Goof Troop, the cartoon that was on... uh, Disney Channel? Was there a Disney Channel back then? WB? No, that's... It's it's a spinoff of Goof Troop, the 1992 to 1993 television show. It's 65 episodes, which was only two seasons. It had uh, some of the same actors, some different actors. It had some of the same characters. had some different characters. And we can talk about those differences as they come up. Okay. Because I don't want to give away what's in this movie by talking about what's different. Yeah. Plus, people don't know about this movie yet. People don't know. This is the movie, both of them kind of taking those old characters, putting them in the modern era so that regular people can just identify with their lives. Except they're dogs. Yeah. (laughs) But they're wearing like t-shirts, like me. Yeah. Yeah. And hoodies and whatnot. Okay. Well, that's the end of Proto Minute. Minute zero. Minute zero to one. The first minute. 
Don't get confused. <laughs> and at the end of this podcast each time, we like to sign off by saying... Goodbye! Goodbye! Goodbye now! A Goofy Movie Minute is not endorsed by Walt Disney Pictures, Walt Disney Television Animation, or Disney Toon Studios. The podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. A Goofy Movie and all names, characters, images, and audio are registered trademarks and or copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. You can get in contact with the podcast creators at a Goofy Movie Minute at gmail.com. The Minute by Minute podcast format was created by Alex Robinson and Pete the Retailer of Star Wars Minute. You can find that podcast at StarWarsMinute.com.